0: Q2 Music.
1: I'm Connor Hanick, and you're listening to LPR Live. David Lang's music hangs beautifully in the balance between head and heart. Despite the intricate mathematical undercurrents of his compositional language and the rigorous construction of his forms, Lang's music is always primarily concerned with expressivity. This episode features two movements from Lang's memory pieces for piano, one of the composer's most personal and intimate works. Each movement is a sort of musical memorial, a recollection or a conversation with a close friend, distilled into a brief musical moment. But as Lange explains, it's not all gloom, doom, and nostalgia. He describes charming encounters with John Cage and Ivar Mikashov, the profundity of being asked to write a memorial for someone
2: still alive, and the mystery of musical expression. Hello, I'm David Lang, and I am a composer. So I started thinking that maybe I would make pieces which were for other pianists in memory of people who had passed away that I knew, and maybe they wouldn't be depressing, all of them. Maybe they wouldn't be the way... Memorials are usually, which is um, to remember the absence of having this person who's important around you. Maybe there's some other function that you can use these pieces for. And the function that I thought of was to highlight some kind of memory or conversation I had with them that I wouldn't want to disappear. I met Andrew a very, very long time ago because he's a member of the English band Icebreaker, which is a band that was created to play music by Louis Andreessen in England. Andrew was a keyboard player in the band. And so gradually, we just started doing things together. You know? So he started asking me for music and he eventually started playing little things that I had already written and asking me for new things. And I wrote a concerto for him for the BBC Symphony. And I had this project called Memory Pieces, which were little pieces that I had written um, in memory of friends of mine who'd passed away. It originally wasn't going to be a collection. It originally was just a piece that I wrote in memory of John Cage. I was supposed to write a piece for um, Ivar Mikashov. And while I was working on his piece, Cage died. And I knew Cage a little bit. And um, at Bang on a Can, we had produced four or five performances of his. And whenever I saw him, I would have a nice conversation with him. And, you know, I really liked him. He was a fantastic guy. And so the day that he died, I just sat down and I wrote a piece. I really thought that what he was telling me was, you know, very soon, you're going to have to do this for me. Which I, when I realized that that's what he said, when I found out that he was sick, I um I thought that that was really, you know, that was a very um kind of heavy thing, you know. And so I had to figure out, well, how am I going to deal with this? You know, that this person basically just ordered me to make a memorial for him, and he's not dead yet. What makes something really emotional? What makes you as a listener have an emotional reaction to something? I'm not sure I know the answer to it. I think what we're taught sometimes is that there's a certain category of music that we declare emotional and there's a certain way of approaching it and a way of playing it that we deem suitable for the presentation of emotional ideas so that we can all sit in an audience and listen to something and go oh we're in the presence of something that has this emotional shape that's totally understandable but I've always thought that that may not be um, the best way for a listener To actually have a legitimate emotional experience. To have a personal, meaningful experience that's your own. Um, So I guess there's a difference between the kind of communal emotional experience and the individual emotional experience. And I'm much more interested in the latter.
1: Now, two movements from memory pieces by David Lang. First, Cage, written in memory of John Cage, and second, Spartan Arcs, written for Ivar Mikashov. Both are performed live at Le Poisson Rouge in New York City by the pianist Andrew Zelinsky. This episode of Q2 Music's LPR Live was produced by Curtis McDonald and me, Connor Hannock, with help from Hannes Brown. Our executive producer is Alex Ambrose. Special thanks to David Lang and Michael McCurdy at Red Poppy Music for their use of excerpts from memory pieces. Find other episodes from Season 1 of LPR Live on iTunes or wherever you like to subscribe to podcasts. And check out Q2 Music's
0: 24-7 stream of new music at q2music.org.